Good morning, everyone. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord today and to bring the word. And I've been loving that DNA series just because it's good to be reminded of who we are and what we do. Oh, that's what we do because that's who we are. That's in my DNA, you know. And I loved the midweek service this week. Who was there this Wednesday? It was great. My nephew was there. And it was great because uh, Julie was preaching and she was talking about all the things she is grateful for in our church. And I was thinking, that's such a great way to start a message. That's what I want to do too. So thank you, Julie. So this morning we're talking about the DNA and the DNA of the church, the DNA of a Christian, but also the DNA of Freshwater. And one of the things that I love the most about this church is that people serve with joy. You can feel it. You just see the venue and you can tell that it's been built with people that are joyful. People that love life. People that love colors. You know? Just, just to think that they wanted to build this church in literally a tropical garden, celebrating life and celebrating creation, just shows that gladness of heart. And I wasn't there when, when it was built. But I know that the people who did, did it with a glad heart. And so today my message is called, The DNA Serving with Gladness. It's in our DNA. It's in our DNA to serve with joy, to serve with a glad heart. And so I wanted to tell you, it's a very recurrent pattern in the New Testament that when people would meet Jesus, they would serve. There's Peter's mother-in-law. She was laying down on, on the, uh, almost on the verge of death, sick. Jesus comes, prays for her. She rises, and then what the Bible says? She started serving, back on track, ready to go. You meet Jesus, and you serve with a glad heart. Mary Magdalene, it says in the Bible that she was delivered from many spirits. And all the way through Jesus' crucifixion, she was serving him. She was ready with the spices. She was ready to prepare his body. She was ready to serve. And it says many times in the gospel that she was part of the women that followed Jesus and served the disciples' meals. And she was there at all times. She served. She met Jesus and then she served. Zacchaeus. He met with Jesus, and then it says that he received him joyfully. And you could tell that there was a shift in their lives, that when they met Jesus, it wasn't just, thank you, Jesus, I'm free now, but Jesus, I'm so grateful for what you've done in my life. How can I serve you? What do you need? How can I love you by serving you? It's in our DNA since the very start. Um, Isaiah, when he had that vision in Isaiah 6, when he saw the Lord, he saw the, the throne, he saw the angels. He, was, he, he saw those um, angels saying, holy, holy, holy. What was Isaiah's response? Here I am. Send me, Lord. Who could go? I want to go. I want to serve you because I love you and there's nothing better for me to do. And how easy it is for us as Christians to get away from that mentality and to forget how, how, like how much of a privilege it is to serve God. And so today my message is a message of restoration, 
It's a message of healing. Today, some people here today, you feel burdened. And you feel maybe some bitterness. And you're like, I wish I knew. I wish I went back to that heart that's light and joyful and glad to serve. I want to, ser I want to serve you more, Lord. And I want to do it right. I, today is a message to remind, remind ourselves that there's nothing better to do than serve the Lord. It's true. It's part of our DNA. It's who we are. It's possible for us. It's possible for you today to find that restoration and to go outside of this church leaping, joyful, free, light, and just being reminded again and again of God's mercy. I'm excited. I wish you were excited too. Yeah. Great. Okay, so let's read Psalm 100. It's a very cool psalm. It's a psalm that's really out there. And we're going to read it, and I think we're going to have it on the screen. It's just the start of it. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. It's impossible to serve God without gladness. What I love about that sentence, serve the Lord with gladness, is that between serve and gladness, there's the Lord. You know, because sometimes serving with gladness is hard. You know, depending on who you're serving. If you're serving your boss or if you're doing something you don't want to do, you're serving your parents or your family by doing the dishes, sometimes it's not with gladness, you know. But that sentence, serve the Lord with gladness, it's all possible because it's the Lord. And why is that? Why is that? It's because when the Lord is involved, there's love. How easy it is to serve someone you love. Hey, could you do that for me? Yes, of course. I'm going to do that with a smile the whole time because I really want to please you because I love you. You know, acts of service is a love language. And serving the Lord with gladness is possible for one and one reason only. It's because of love. It's because we love him. Why did Zacchaeus receive Jesus with joyfulness? It's because he loved Jesus. Jesus, I can't, I can't, like I can't imagine that you would stop your whole trip to come into my house to eat. This is amazing. This is the best day of my life. Oh, I'm going to hurry up and I'm going to make sure that that dinner is good. You know? And that's this, you know, leaping into serving God because there's love. So much love. And that's the opposite of that. When we read in 1 Corinthians 13, we see that without love, it doesn't mean anything. You know? Serving the Lord with gladness is possible because there's love. And when there's no love, it just doesn't mean anything. It says in the Bible that it's a noisy gong. What was that for? Uh, no one knows. Carry on doesn't have any purpose. Today is a message of purpose. Today, you could find that purpose that you're looking for. The meaning of your life to serve God. So good. In that, um, sometimes, yeah. In Matthew 11, 
Jesus is talking. And he's talking about a yoke. And a yoke is basically something that you put on two ox. Oxes. Thank you. For them to work. Can we read that scripture? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I was meditating on that scripture thinking of today, thinking of serving, serving with gladness. And there's one thing that's really hard when it comes to serving. If you want to serve with gladness, it has to be kind of easy. The hardest it gets, the more, you know, you're striving and you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable and, oh, you know, talking really truly and honestly today. A yoke is a piece of wood that you would put on two oxes for them to work together. If the two oxes want to go in different directions, it's going to be really painful for them because they're, both of them are really strong. And they're like, no, I want to go there. No, I want to go there. And they're like, oh, you know. But Jesus is inviting us into his yoke, which is basically Jesus putting his arm around you, being like, we're under the same yoke now, and we're going to go that way. How easy is that? It's hard when you're like, no. Oh, I want to go that way. You know, because Jesus is stronger than us. <laughs> no matter how much you're going to like try to go that way, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And sometimes in our service, this is how we feel. Because we want to go that way. But maybe Jesus wants to go that way. Food for thoughts. So Jesus is putting his arms around us. And he's like, let's go. I want to go that way. And if you stop... Resisting, if you put on my yoke, my arm around your shoulder, and follow me, it's going to be easy. We're still going to be working, but we're working together, going in the same direction. I'm making the decisions, you know. I'm, I'm putting the first step. You just have to follow me. You just have to be synchronized with me. Are you still working? Yes. But there's so many things that comes easy because you're under that yoke. That's light. And one of the reasons why he's so light is because Jesus paid for all of it. <laughs> he did. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. There's nothing else you can do to redeem yourself. It's just like, Jesus, I want to put on your yoke. I'm accepting your arm around me. Just lead me. And I want to walk with you. I want to serve with you. Serving the Lord with gladness. It's part of our DNA because it's, it comes so naturally. That woman that was serving Jesus by washing her, his feet with incense and perfume and all of that. She wasn't counting the cost. She was serving him because of that expression of love. Extravagant expression of love. And... Like our DNA is to do the same thing. It's to serve with joy. It's to serve with joy the same way the people who built this church did. 
and it's the most important and the, the, the most um, meaningful thing you could do with your life. We could do with our lives. There's, um, Jesus is talking, and he's talking about the difference between a good shepherd and a mercenary or um, a hired hand. You remember that? If you don't know it, it's basically Jesus is talking about he is the good shepherd. And what defines a good shepherd is that he loves his sheep. The hired hand. Let's read that scripture. It's in John 10. Let's all turn our Bibles. Turn into our Bibles. John 10, 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. It's a very important question to ask ourselves when we serve. Are we the good kind of servants, the good shepherds, the ones that do it out of love? Or the hired hands that are here for our own profits? The hired hand, as soon as the wolf comes, he's out. You know, he's been enjoying being a shepherd for a couple of days. But when the trouble comes, you cannot really count on him because he goes... The good shepherd is here out of love. And he wants to lay down his life for his sheep. Serving God with gladness comes with serving God with love. But the amazing thing to ask ourselves is not, am I a good servant or am I not a good servant? Is the way I serve good enough? But the real question is, and that's very important today, is who are you serving? You know? Because otherwise we're like, oh, I'm such a bad servant. No, no. When you remember who you're serving, all again, it comes easy. It's love. It's light. It's joyful. Because you're serving the God of the universe, the one that lays down his life for you, for us. And it comes with that lightness. It comes with that joy. And it comes with that, um, the more, there's this scripture in the Bible that says that because she was forgiven lots, she loves lots. Makes, yeah, makes sense. And that's who we are today. Our DNA is to remember how much we are loved, how much we have been loved, how much we have been um, redeemed and, and, and all looked for, looked after. And out of that comes that heart ready to serve and ready to serve with joy. Hmm? So again today, there's this calling that comes for all of us sometimes that we forget how good it is to serve God or we haven't been serving for a while or we forgot what it was like to serve with joy because we've been, you know, just doing it for some time. And so today is really a call of coming, coming close to God, coming close to Jesus, being like, Jesus, I want you to put your arm around my shoulder. I want to work with you today. I love you so much. What do you need me to do? And I'll do it with a glad heart. There's healing today for people who feel bitterness and just exhaustion. And being like, no, 
Come to me, all who are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And there's rest today in the presence of God. So let's pray. I thank you, Lord, because you loved us so much. What you did for us was incredible. And it's still hard for us to understand the depth of your love for us. I thank you because what you have in mind for us, what you have in store for us is not hard because you are leading us. We want to leave that hard yoke behind and accept your yoke, the one that's light, the, ones that's, the one that's easy, the one that comes with your love and your covering and your direction for our lives. We want to accept this arm around our shoulders and work with you and for you. We accept again and again today, we accept your love and we accept your sacrifice. And we want to just say, Jesus, take, take that heavy, heavy burden. I put, it on the, I put it at the feet of the cross this morning. And I want to be free today to be light and joyful and glad to serve such an amazing God. Amen.